Hey everybody, and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, and it's time yet again for the not E3, but E3 in episode 319 today, May 25th, 2023. We're going to be going right into our topic of the day, which is... Sony Showcase May 2023 Reactions. So there's no need to skip it whatsoever. So yesterday, as of this recording, Sony was the first out of the gate to be able to show case what us gamers can expect from the stable that is Sony uh, over this uh year as well as the the next couple of, of years coming up overall i was pretty underwhelmed by the showing <clears throat> and you know as i say that i'm thinking about how sony's is there as a company they're in this transition and i've talked about this in the past where these companies they ebb and flow in terms of their production cycles so like like last year, for example, Sony was gangbusters in terms of releasing Horizon Forbidden West. Oh my goodness! Like just so so many so many different like well, I can't remember the exact release dates, but like God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West. Early on, when the when the system first uh, was launched, they had um, Ratchet and Clank, and. There are certain ones that I'm forgetting about because my brain is not cooperating with me at the moment. But the point is, is that um, especially last year, Sony had a number of AAA exclusive first party titles get released. And last year was if you're a Sony fan or if you, or if you own a Sony console, you were absolutely Twitter pated because of the amount of amazing games. By contrast, Xbox did not have a single AAA first-party exclusive title get released last year, and that has kind of spilled into this year due to the fact that certain titles that were supposed to come out last year got delayed. So, for instance, like Redfall, for instance, was delayed until this year, and then we saw as that title has received horrible reviews, it basically came out and, and fell just flat on its face. So... The reason I, I'm going through that is due to the fact that Sony is now in the other state, right? So like like they had this one phase where they all of a sudden had all these games ready to go. They released all these titles into uh, the wild, so to speak. And now they're kind of in that mode of, okay, we've released most of these titles, save for one, which is no surprise, Spider-Man 2, which I'll talk about in just a moment. But largely speaking, it does make sense that they didn't have as many AAA first-party exclusive titles to show on this go-around. So, like, you know, your The Last of Us Part 3 is, who knows when that'll be released, but, uh, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say that Naughty Dog is probably doing something with that. And they probably have uh, one or two other titles in development as well. And then you have some of the other companies such as Guerrilla Games that literally just dropped their Horizon Forbidden West DLC. So now it's interesting to see what they're going to be working on. I think it's a no-brainer. It's probably going to be Horizon uh, 
well, I was going to say Forbidden West 2, but it's not. It's going to be Horizon Part 3, whatever the whatever the title is. So anyway, as a result, we were watching a show that had predominantly third-party titles. And as I was watching them, most of them really weren't exciting me all that much. There were a select few that did catch my eye that I am excited to talk to you all about. And I think that they are definitely going to be worthy of merit when they get released. But it is interesting to see how really, as I was going through all these titles, the only first party exclusive AAA game that's on the horizon, as it were, is Insomniac's upcoming Spider-Man 2 game, which again, is no surprise. They've already sent out a a teaser trailer for that game. Now, what I do think is interesting and what I want to point your eyes to is today Xbox actually made a very smart move in the sense that they, of course, were watching what the, um, the Sony showcase had to offer. And then they tweeted out something that I'm queuing up right now. I want to show you that is pretty smart. So this is what they tweeted out. It says coming to Xbox and they essentially created a contact sheet filled with thumbnails of various games that were shown during the show, uh, the, the Sony showcase, excuse me. And this was great because during the presentation, it wasn't like Sony was broadcasting that they were also coming out on Xbox. They, they basically were just like, oh, here's all the games that we're, we're showcasing for Sony. They, in just one screenshot, um, were able to showcase all the different games that were shown that are also coming out for Xbox. So they don't even necessarily have to re-show these games whenever the Xbox showcase occurs, which I think, I think theirs is on June 11th, I want to say. But what I think is worthy of note is that I would say at least 50%, maybe 60% of the titles that I have written down as games that I'm looking forward to are on this list. And if I were just to go down here really quickly, like Bungie um, had Marathon, which we'll talk about. There was a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, Alan Wake 2. I was a big fan of the original Alan Wake. Plucky Squire looks really, really cool. The Cat's Quest, Pirates of the Peribian. Eh? All of those that I've just listed for you are ones that I personally am very excited to, uh, to check out and play. So kudos to Microsoft for being really like just on the ball in terms of, of like kind of like reminding gamers, oh, hey, by the way, here's like a, a large swath of the titles that you just saw on the Sony showcase, which are also going to be coming to our console as well. So well done indeed. Now, I want to go down my list. I'm going to bring up my handy dandy little listy list here. And I want to be able to talk to you all about the titles that I found to be worthy of note. So, and this is in no particular order whatsoever. It's just like, as I was writing them down, I'm like, oh, yes, can't forget about that one. So the first one on my list is Dragon Dogma 2. This is a Capcom title. And I've never heard of this game before. I never played the first one, but there were a couple of things that stood out to me as I was watching this trailer. The first being that it is a Capcom title and Capcom is one of the best video game companies in the industry, bar none. 
to see them with some other kind of series like this, this, uh, Dragon Dogma 2. First of all, the graphics look really impressive. It, it, I can't tell if it's like an action RPG or if it's like a third-person action-adventure game. I'm not exactly sure. But I really love the art direction. It has a bit of a medieval period fantasy world type of setting. The art direction is really strong. I really like how the characters are all looking and furthermore, I think that in, just in terms of what Capcom has done with like the Resident Evil series, their Monster Hunter series, and now they're they're starting to, to take this this other approach. I'm curious to see if this is going to be kind of like a Souls-like game or not. And really, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm ambivalent to however they decide to approach this particular game. But I do think that um, this is a game that I'm definitely looking forward to checking out and playing. I mean, they have their Street Fighter VI game that's coming out next month. Oh my goodness, that's coming up fast. So yeah, I mean, if it's by Capcom, chances are it's going to be great. So that's definitely on my list. Spider-Man 2, we might as well talk about this one. So hands down, the most impressive game, in my opinion, that that was on display at the show and probably my, my pick of the Sony showcase is Insomniac Spider-Man 2. The original Spider-Man game was one of my all-time favorite games. This is such a a catching lightning in a bottle story where really like when I think of superhero games, it's very hit or miss. What's nice is is that for say for instance Rocksteady Studios Batman Arkham trilogy, those were another great example of a comic book game done right. And Insomniac's effort with their, their first Spider-Man game is right there, toe-to-toe. The story was fantastic. The graphics were gorgeous. The gameplay mechanics, the combat mechanics, the swing, the, you know, the web slinging and swinging mechanics were also just really well executed. So I'm... I've been really salivating for the sequel to come out. And now we finally got more of an in-depth look where not only are you going to be able to play as Peter Parker, but you're also going to be able to play as Miles Morales. And you're going to be able to swap in between both of these superheroes. I want to say throughout most of the gameplay, which is a fresh new take. It adds a bit more excitement and kind of like this, like, you know, what, what is simultaneously occurring in one part of New York versus another part and how the two can kind of bounce off each other ability wise and that sort of thing. What's also really, really cool is that Insomniac has continued to really leverage the amazing roster of villains that are in the Spider-Man world. So in this instance, we get to see Craven, which I got to say, I was pretty impressed with that decision just because Craven doesn't tend to be like a, like a front runner of villains with Spider-Man. Although having said that he is very much relevant within the the Spider-Man world. And I thought that was super cool. We already knew that Venom was going to be present in this game. However, in the gameplay, it was very satisfying to see how the symbiote has already bonded with Peter Parker. You could hear his voice is changing. His behavior is changing. Miles Morales is noticing this change in behavior So it really sets the stage in terms of what 
we can expect when that game gets released, which I believe it's, it's slated to come out by the end of 2023. So that is definitely going to be a big game to look forward to whenever that game arrives. I just can't wait. Insomniac has been on fire for years now. They just, they really know how to make a, a fantastic game. So not too much to talk um, beyond that. I mean, like when you're watching the trailer itself, obviously the story is there. The uh, the different types of combat mechanics have been polished even further. They, they have retained that cinematic approach to like, if there's a scripted event that's going on as you're pursuing a certain villain, you can do these like kind of timed button presses. And if you get it right, then you get, you see these amazing camera fly through swooping goodness stuff going on. Ah, it's so good. That's so good. So there's that. Now, Alan Wake two is another game that I have been very excited for just because the first Alan Wake was a very original approach to um, video game development. And it's been in development for some time now. I am glad that they took their time with it. I am glad that we are seeing the sequel on the, the next gen platforms as opposed to one of the previous gen platforms. So definitely looking forward to that. The graphics have, have, as a result, taken a massive upgrade, which is to be expected. But th this game is brimming with all kinds of atmosphere and mood and the the whole premise of Alan typing out the story and, and the actors or, or the, you know, the, the characters in the, in this world are discovering that they are in his story and they're finding pieces of paper and that sort of thing. All of that. Uh, I just, just it's uh, I'm, I'm feeling a tingle. I'm feeling a tingle go down my leg as a result of that. So definitely am uh, happy to see that at the time of this recording. I don't know if they have announced a, a release date for it yet. So I apologize. I do not have that information handy. Now, let's see. So, Phantom Blade Zero. Phantom Blade Zero is a new title that I was not aware of prior to watching the showcase. And it definitely strikes me as another one of those, like, ancient feudal Japan. I'm assuming it's in Japan, not China. Um, but the idea being that, once again, you're kind of this ronin. Uh, there's some kind of... Uh, war-torn country and you're, you're making your way through it. It has all the makings of the fantastic samurai warfare, ninja warfare, that sort of thing, which I'm a huge fan of. I've always loved, if, if you know me, that is one of my favorite genres within gaming. So it's nice to see another type of uh, game enter the fray, if you will. I just hope it's good. I have no idea. I have no idea whatsoever if it's going to be good or not, but it definitely caught my eye and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to keep a, a sharp eye on that one. Cat quest pirates of the Caribbean. Now, not going to lie. When I saw this trailer, it definitely made me think of sea of thieves, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time I was wondering, okay, how is this going to be its own departure from a title like that looks like it's going to be it's 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 definitely going to be silly in its own way really like the the main character they were showing of this pirate cat 
lot of practical jokes and uh, gags and stuff that are in there. But also, furthermore, too, really original approach to gaming in terms of the art direction, how like you have kind of this almost isometric view, but not quite of the, the, the action itself. And there's some moments where like you're in your, your pirate ship and you're, you're sailing around other times you're on these different islands and you know, you didn't, you didn't really learn too much about the narrative. So I'm not sure how much of a, a presence the narrative does in fact have, but the art direction is really fun, really strong. And I just found the, the gameplay mechanics from what I could just see in passing to be appealing. So I'm definitely, I'm wanting to give that a shot. I want to try it out and see what it, what it's like. The plucky squire. So I would say if Spider-Man two was my, my top pick from the Sony showcase, the plucky squire was in second place. And the reason for that is this game has a lot of innovation going for it. Um, if you recall, the trailer has this, this book that's opened on kind of like a, a desk or a table or something. And then you're playing the game on the pages of this open book. And so you never actually leave the scene of the table with the book and some other items on the table, that sort of thing. But instead, you're constantly watching it from that perspective, which is, I don't know, it, it kind of messes with my mind in a very cool way. But then also there are apparently moments where the character will actually leave the pages of the book and suddenly um, traverse the room that this table and book exist in. Not to mention that uh, it looked like there were certain instances where perhaps like you would have to um, navigate your way through perhaps some of like the, the wallpaper on the walls. And, and as a result, like you go from being a 3d character to like a squashed 2d character, kind of in the same vein as super Mario Odyssey, where like sometimes you would like go into a, a wall and you'd go from like the modern 3d Mario to like the old school NES 2d Mario. And you're going along the wall and that sort of thing. I've always thought that was very innovative, very original. I don't really know what the story is per se, but I don't really care because looking at what the trailer had to offer so far, I mean, I, I'm sold. I was just like, this is some really out of the box thinking, very imaginative, and I will definitely be picking that up. I mean, the, really the only reason why I may not enjoy it is because the gameplay mechanics may feel clunky, but again, that's a theory. That's not anywhere near <laughs> me knowing if it, if the controls are tight or not or whatever, but my goodness, like that game was very cool looking to me. I'm excited to check that one out. Now on top of that, there was also the Metal Gear Solid three snake eater remake. What's really cool about this for me personally is that I never played that game when it first originally came out. I was a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. I played and beat the first Metal Gear Solid. I actually, um, I bought um, Metal Gear Solid 2, but I never beat that game. Somehow it just kind of like fell off my radar. And then since that time, I've, I've repurchased it as Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, I don't know if it's considered a remake or what, but a little while back, they they kind of did a remastered version and I bought that. <laughs> I have yet to beat that game still, but uh, it's in my library. When it comes to this though, 
very excited. This is if there was another kind of title slash franchise that I would be totally down to seeing have a proper remake done, it would be Metal Gear Solid. Especially considering the fact that we've seen how successful like the Resident Evil remake series has been, as well as the Final Fantasy VII remake. So if they put the, the, the necessary TLC into a proper remake for Metal Gear Solid, I am down for that. And then finally, Bungie actually teased a brand new IP called Marathon. Now, in the trailer, it was a bunch of pre-rendered cinematics. They didn't really reveal at all what the game was about, but they definitely had, you know, surprise, surprise, very strong art direction and and presentation with what this new game is going to be about. I don't know if it's going to follow in the same path as um, Destiny in terms of of the kind of the MMO RPG approach that they do with with that, you know, first-person shooter yet RPG kind of thing, or if instead they're going to do like maybe some kind of massive multiplayer online arena shooter or something, I'm not exactly sure. But what was really cool was they had a link in the trailer that you could go to a website and be able to check out more information. I went and looked, there's not a ton of information, but there is, you know, a little inkling more of, of details. Honestly, it doesn't dive into like what the whole thing is about, but it's Bungie. And that's all that matters because Bungie is one of the, the best as well. Best of the best cream of the crop as it were in the video game industry. So I will be keeping an eye on that and uh, see what is going on, especially considering the fact that destiny didn't really connect with me personally as a player. I know I have many friends who have thoroughly enjoyed destiny and destiny Two. For me, it, for whatever reason, I just I, it did not connect uh, as much. I did play through quite a bit of Destiny 2, but I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not as uh, cuckoo for cuckoo puffs. Cuckoo for cocoa puffs? I think that's how you say it. As I was for, say, I don't know, Halo. And Halo was like my game. Like, I absolutely loved Bungie's Halo titles. So to see them do Marathon, it's going to be really cool to see what that game is about. And maybe that'll be my opportunity to be able to jump back into Bungie's world. And from where I'm sitting, that would be a tremendously saucy thing indeed. So like I said, overall the show, uh, you know, they had a, a small collection, a, a hand held bunch of, uh, of titles that I did think were cool, but Largely speaking, I think it was a pretty weak showing. I think it was underwhelming. I Like I said, I think it's a large result of how they've already recently released many of their AAA first-party exclusive titles. So they're just in that phase right now of, okay, you know, we've got one more Spider-Man 2 that's coming out later this year, and then we're going to kind of be bringing everything back into the fold and have everybody be working and tinkering as as hard as they can. Now, that, of course, begs the question, how is the Xbox show going to be? Because Xbox is in this very precarious position right now, in my opinion, where they haven't had a AAA first-party exclusive release in a year and a half now. Now, Redfall could be considered like, oh, that was the first time they had one out. 
but it's it's been a failure. So I think that the collective Xbox community is starting to run out of patience. And I thought it was interesting how um, Ryan McCaffrey and other folks over at IGN were the first out of the gate to actually bring up this concern where they're just, we keep hearing about these games that are in development. There are these promises of these games are coming soon. There have been multiple acquisitions. They have a lot of studios that are within their first party stable, but we really haven't seen this deluge of games coming out other than like the, the tried and true Forza title, for example. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I'm glad to see that they are going to be having, I think it's like after their show, they're going to have kind of like a part two of the show, which is more of like a, a developer diary focusing on Starfield. And I think that's good because they need to be able to really sell everybody on the notion that this game is groundbreaking, that this is a title that will make you want to play an Xbox. Um, and especially considering the fact that at this point in time, we really don't know what else is coming out simply because Halo Infinite is on life support. Um, I don't even know what's happening with Gears of War. They haven't had a, a Gears of War release in, in at least a few years. They do have Forza, which, I, like I said, it's, it's it's like the dependable tried and true. And I do know that Playground Games is also working on Fable. Maybe they'll show Fable at their showcase. It remains to be seen. Maybe they'll give a, a bit more of a a tease because I know that they had they had like a an initial announcement trailer a year or two ago about how yes, like they are working on Fable. It, it is in development. But we really didn't see anything from it. It was like this pre-rendered cinematic. So yeah, it, it does beg the question, you know, what exactly is Microsoft going to bring to their presentation? Are they going to be able to rekindle that confidence in their platform? And I've, I've been more and more vocal about this too, about how the one missing link for Xbox right now is the emphasis on these first party AAA exclusive titles that drive sales and honestly drive the, the fans, you know, ha- may have them be proud of this platform that they have spent so much time and money into. And I think that, you know, watching Phil Spencer speak recently, actually, I think it was on the kind of funny podcast, but he was talking about his perspective on how things are going and I found myself agreeing with most of what he said. Absolutely, with with the, how Game Pass is doing, how their acquisitions are going, how they lost the previous gen with Xbox One and PS4, and how he was talking about how the 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 idea of the the digital library is also a, a very strong instrument of customer captivity. But at the same time, I was surprised at how he was still dismissive and he was he even acknowledged that he has heard and read from many fans within the Xbox community about where are the AAA games. And in his opinion, he just doesn't think that that is a necessary component for success and that it won't actually drive people to Xbox. I happen to respectfully disagree with that because Sony is in first place more or less based on the amount of games that are exclusive to that console that drive the fans there. So 
I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that coming up. But, you know, I, I don't think there's too high of a bar that Sony has set for this go around. If I were to drop just a little theory, I think that perhaps part of that reason also is due to this acquisition that Microsoft is trying to get through with regards to Activision and Blizzard. I've been seeing little inklings back and forth between these companies where they're, they're definitely positioning themselves as not being as big, powerful, mighty, uh, 500 pound gorillas in the room, you know, and I can't help but wonder if that's part of Sony's strategy too, to be able to intentionally also kind of hold certain games back for their showcase as a kind of a play for that. Again, total theory. I could be a hundred percent wrong, but the thought did enter my mind. And who would I be if I didn't share precisely what was on my mind? Anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with me. I appreciate it always. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention, it financially helps me continue doing the podcast. Also, click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. For those of you who have subscribed, I thank you very much. For those of you who have not subscribed, I want to thank you for hanging out with me for as long as you have today. You can also do a search for Joygasm TV on your social media platform of choice, which is spelled J-O-Y-G-A-S-M-T-V. Last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch, where you can see me stream my video game adventures live every Wednesday night, among other days, at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. I look forward to being able to hang out with you all once more next week.